Do not open this door. I had to say it anyway because it doesn't make sense in the movie. And then I got on top and I spit into his mouth. Well, it doesn't ruin my story. It just it just makes it a conversation rather than a story. Perhaps a little drunk <laughs> no. from from the day's festivities. I would love to meet the woman who likes it. Oh, I freaking thought the moon landing. I, I love the moon landing from the standpoint of I believe in the moon landing. You seen any good movies lately? Well, I'll tell Besides you, Besides what we're talking about here today. I'll tell you, Tom. Oh, we're on. Okay. I'll tell you. You know what? You tell me, Tom. I did, in fact, go to the movies just yesterday. Oh, yes. Ooh. I went with my buddy to see why i don't get you sometimes i really don't i went to the movies i'll just beep it i guess (laughs) i have my beeps for you Mm -hmm. um i went to the to uh uh live simulcast of um an opera medea medea right medea okay so we get to the theater Mm -hmm. it's uh like 30 people there I was oh. shocked, first of all. That there were that many? That there were that many people. Last time I went, it was me and like a couple. Mm-hmm. And so my friend and I go to, the, to see Medea. And it's fantastic. Yep. Now, let me tell you. We took mushrooms. Mm-hmm. And, <laughs> of course you did. Yeah, we took mushrooms and we saw this opera. Medea, the woman on fucking fire. Mm-hmm. Uh, <coughs> a little bummed out that we had to share the theater with that many people, yeah, well. given our situation, mm-hmm. but it's fine. Beautiful production, music fantastic. What a story. Go ahead. Right. No, I mean, I just, I hear Tyler Perry productions are amazing. <laughs> Come on now. <laughs> um, we, uh, as an intermission, mm-hmm. now tell me what you think of this. I want to tell you this story. I got. Are you I, still? You're you're not on the mushroom still, right? I got uh, uh, J one and J two seats for my friend and I, mm-hmm. and it's the back row and also the most easily like to the exit. This seems smart to me if you're taking mushrooms and going to see an opera. Okay. Okay. So we get in the theater. Mm-hmm. The mushrooms have kicked in, so we're like, "Oh my god!" There's like thirty people here. We're walking up the steps. Which you shouted as you walked. Right. This is like when, this is a little bit reminiscent. I don't want to bore everyone, but when you and I um, ate way too much THC and went to a concert oh. in, in, in Oakland. I, I don't remember that at all. But just like the lady guiding us around, oh. like, oh my God, finding our she seats. She was fucking with us. She must have been. But this one, it's like we, we were managing and we're get, we get up to, so we go up to the top row and how many, I don't know, the, the, it's like stadium seating. So like, yeah. usually they're like 150, 200 seats. Okay. Okay. There's like 30 people there. No. We go up to J1 and J2. There's an old woman sitting in J3. Now you get, you pick your seats ahead of time. <laughs> so we go, I just gave my friend the old wink of the nod. And I said, let's, uh, here's our seats. I, one and two. Mm-hmm. Okay. <clears throat> We're sitting there. The lights go down. Medea, again, brilliant, moving, 
for some reason, hilarious now, several who's times. The, uh, who's the author, uh, the, the person who wrote the libretto for that? I don't know. I, obviously, it's oh, based okay. on the, the Sophocles play, but I mean, right. I, I I don't know because they do strange things like um, let's put every let's put everything in uh, French, you know, revolutionary uniforms and you know, whatever. I, they right. they have their own plan. They had a cool thing and. The set design was cool, but anyway, so so we're loving it. We're we're stifling a couple of laughs because a couple of things strike us as hilarious during the, the performance. But otherwise, you know, Medea. Woody Allen has that great line in Annie Hall. He breaks up with Annie Hall, or she breaks up with him, and then he hears that she's dating again. Mm-hmm. And this old woman walks up to him and says, "What are you jealous?" And he says, "A little, like Medea." Great line. <laughs> so so wait a minute. So run me back on that. Yeah, Medea was the. Uh, There's Jason. Well, no, no, Jason. Yeah, she yep. was Jason's old uh, squeeze, yep. and then she like cut well, somebody into little pieces or some shit like that. Or am I sort thinking of? of no, else? you're into it. Like she, she's, she's. Uh, he's captured the Golden Fleece, yeah. but now he's off with some other lady. Yeah, he fucked, yeah, he fucked her over. I mean, that's kind of part of the accepted uh, mythology. And she's, there. and she has. The, what's the way to secret uh, vengeance? And it's to kill his children, her children too. Right. It's a great line in this one, or a great singing line where, I mean, subtitles, obviously, where he says, what did they do to deserve this death? And she says, they were yours. Oh, I've had a few relationships like that, believe me. And I was going to say, so this is a bad girlfriend situation. It's pretty much. Baby mama situation. It reminded me of my friend and his, his ex-girlfriend, if you remember that situation. No. Okay. Yeah, it not, was a real Jason and Medea situation. But anyway, okay. so we're watching this. We're, we're like, ooh, ooh, it's hitting us, you know. We're, we're really into it. Oh, Jesus! The lights go on. Uh, mushrooms. Wow! We're, it's there's a it's three and a, three hours and fifteen minutes long. There's an oh. intermission. The lights go on. The <coughs> lady who's been sitting behind us goes. We're sitting there chatting very quietly in a paranoid manner. She comes trudging up again, and she leans right into my face and says, "Did you hear a little Mozart in that?" And I said, I don't know. My friend is freaking out completely. And I go, I don't know. I'm not really an expert, but we're really enjoying it. What a voice. Get out of my face. <laughs> and so she sits behind us. And then and then we're really enjoying her because, you know, you know the situation. Uh, any play, it's it's filmed. It's live. Mm-hmm. It's in New York at 1 o'clock. So we're, we're watching at 10 in the morning in California, like uh, a live simulcast. Okay. The, the, the play, the, the opera ends. Everyone's doing their, like, you know, the bit players come forward, then the middle players, and then, you know, they're working up to the crescendo of the woman who plays Medea. Bravo, bravo. People in the, uh, mm-hmm. the theater audience that I'm in are clapping. Bravo. Mm. The woman behind us that, but okay, I get is it. going nuts. Bra- Bellissimo. Bravo. She's saying bravo. And then it hits us. Of course, this lonely woman who loves her Mozart, who loves her opera. Of course she chose J3. She didn't know we were sitting there, you know, Buttermaker and, and Chico and the Man. But, but I don't know, I didn't get my own reference, but we're <laughs> people who don't belong at the opera is what I'm saying. I mean, I'm wearing my, my Hawaiian shirt and shorts, and my You're friend's like wearing the Fred same Fred Sanford, outfit. I would have gone. Yeah, okay, all right, all right, you big dummy. Oh, you big dummy. Get out of there, Medea. Ooh, so, uh... No, quit uh, cutting up them children, Medea. So, so... So it hits us like she really, yeah. She had in mind that she'd be sitting next to two people. I mean, thank God, by the way, we didn't sit there. Can you imagine when she's chatterboxing the whole way? But but she really had in mind that she'd be talking to two people about this situation, and Mm. we felt kind of bad, even though we didn't do anything wrong. Well, you know, I you you, hmm yeah. Go ahead. I mean, worst case scenario, she'd have like leaned over and like made you move your hips. 
Are you now referencing? Do you reference things? Nobody knows what you're talking about. It's just you and me talking at this point, <laughs> but dude. Nobody you... knows what you're like to, to reference. Nobody knows. Dave will listen to this. That is fucking you're, and he will that. know this. There's one, you're naming a person. Cowboy Dave. Oh, good he's Lord. been on the podcast. Right. If you're a fan, you know Cowboy. But he Dave. doesn't. He doesn't know what you're talking about. He does. I'm sure we told he him this story. He doesn't even know yeah, what you're did. talking about. We told about. him this story. Your references are so obscure. I love you. Dude, dude you're the one talking about Medea and being high at a Medea. But I'm telling you about the and show. Medea, but... Medea, Medea, Medea. <laughs> <laughs> All right. I'm but pulling this a is... Joe and annoying you this time. Actually, that's a perfect segue. All right. <coughs> because, I don't, because I don't know why hmm. you picked this movie. It's just, it's dreadful and torturous, this movie. And your love... Your, let me throw this word you hate. Your hack love of it's so bad it's good seventies movies had your your reign of terror has got to end. Okay. Because well, first off, <laughs> I, I, let me just back this. Up. Let me say, <laughs> I don't have any defense for this movie. But why'd you choose it? I was looking for a Robbie Benson movie, and I'd heard of this one again. The same question. Hmm? Robbie Benson. Let me just let's Bobby run, Benson. Let's run through Robbie Benson. Call him Bobby Benson, <laughs> the Bob Man, the Benson, the, the Bensonator. You're a good, good friend of mine. All right, Robbie Benson. We know him primarily from Tribute, right? From tribute. That's yeah. okay. Mm-hmm. So he's 1980s Tribute with Jack Lemmon, Lee Remick yep. together again. Post Days and Wine no, Roses. He wasn't in uh, Ordinary People, right? No, he was not in Ordinary People. Okay. In '84 or '83, I want to say he kind of played the same. Part again, this time with Paul Newman and Harry and Son, as forgettable. Mm -hmm. The last significant thing he did was the voice. Well, the last thing I I recognize at all. I remember him being like a huge star back in the like in the seventies. Never. He did no, no. I'm going to dispute that in a second. One on one. Hold on. The last significant thing he did was the voice of Vincent, the video clerk. On an episode of Seinfeld, perfect. And the nineteen twenty eight years ago, leave it to you to call that significant. Well, that's what I mean. I mean, that to me, it, mm-hmm. to me, it's significant. But okay, we're exploring I, people that we oh, don't know. And all right, I, Robbie, no idea. I literally. So first off, two things I want to point out. One, yeah. as the man who brought up Flower Drum Song, you don't have a lot of room on this one. But that being the case, I'm not defending it because this was genuinely. <laughs> Yeah, terrible. wait a minute. I, and I don't really have an drum song. You loved is, it, but I hated that movie. No, no, but that's fair. That I, It's not that it's a bad movie, but I didn't go in going, what is a piece of garbage? Because that's great to look at a piece of garbage. I was looking at Rogers the Hammerstein saying, let's look at it. And then we can look at them and go, eh, they weren't so good. But they're not like on like prima facie. I mean, they're just, these movies are just. I didn't know that. Like I said, I'd heard really decent things about this movie. I mean, we'll put it this way. I remember people in back in the 70s that I knew loved this fucking movie. You know what happened? Like when I was a kid, that's what I remember about it. And I have to be honest, there's still this other the thing movie. too. What? We still have it in the movie. We don't have to. Oh yeah, we'll, we'll get we'll to get that there. in a second. Right. Yeah, 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 yeah. But, but. I have to be honest. I've always been a little fascinated if you could make a song, uh, a movie based on a song. I've always thought that would be interesting. That's true. In fact, I think we could name like five fucking movies just off the top of our head. I mean, if you take like half of Iron Maiden's catalog and they'd make a goddamn good movie. Well, they were the opposite though. They they were movies that they made into songs. I'm t- uh, well, movies. very often, but not always. Not Give me always. one. Iron Maiden song. Movies well, based well, on. Well, Rhyme of the Ancient Mariner. It's based on a poem, <laughs> but it's not based on a movie. Right. Oh no! I thought you were gonna say the the poem was a rip off of the song. 
Well, no, the poem was a ripoff of a of a, of a movie from uh, nineteen. No, I'm kidding. Um, no, I was just, but but okay, that's just one. But like even like, well, it's not even one. Again, no, but I mean, that's the point. It's like it actually was. Hmm? It, it's the opposite. We want we want a movie based on a song, not a song that came from a a book or a. Right, that's what we're after here. Yeah. Right. Okay. Yeah. It's a bit, uh, well, okay. One, but then again, that was made. Uh, that was. Uh, Wait, what are you talking about? Yeah, Sorry, no, I no, thought no. that well, one by Metallica, but then come to think oh, of it, they did make a movie version of that. I but, forgot about that. No, but 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 Johnny but, got his gun. Yeah, yeah. No, but again, that's not. I I thought the principle is there's a song and then they make a movie out of it. No, I, well, yeah, because that's right. what yeah. we're talking about here, right? Right. Okay. But, but but in this, but in 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 one, the Metallica song, it was an old movie that they made a song out. Well, of. it was a book before that, but it's, that's mm. how we're. Yeah. That's lots of things happen that way. We're talking about the song, and then a movie's based on the song. Right. That was so your principle. A, yeah, right. So let's take a movie and turn okay. it into. How about um? Oh, Thunder Road, Springsteen. That'd be is a that, good movie. Is that really based on the Midgem thing? No. No, no, it's not. No, oh. no, it's its own thing. But I'm saying, if you took sort of like the storyline of that song, See, I, I think it. it'd make a good movie. I okay. Let me give you a few, and then and then we can let's let's play around with ones that would make songs that would make a good movie. Sure. But here are songs that were made into movies. Alice's Restaurant. That's Alice doesn't live here anymore. That song has nothing to do with that with that movie. I'm just reading off the interwebs. Uh, there, somebody's wrong on that one. But go what's on. Wait, wait, let's go okay, get wait, some wait, more. What, what's the movie then? I, I mean, what's the song Alice's Re- Alice's Restaurant's? Uh, it's, connection it's, a, it's an anti-war song about like some restaurant in the middle of the fucking Ozarks and then is that right going into yeah and then trying to dodge the, the uh, Vietnam draft I don't think I've ever heard that song so I'm going to go uh, to a couple that are more you, obvious you, you The Night off. the Lights Went Down in Georgia is a movie really okay so, uh, here's one that's it's a all, weird 60s apology for Confederates <laughs> this one is like the, the one we're going to do today this one's the closest The Gambler God which I think was one of the choices you gave me no, I've never, I've you never did. come up with that. I'm going to no. go, it was either Coward of the County or The Gambler or the movie we're going to do today. And I said, ah, we'll do the movie we did today. You're just, no, you're making that up. I want to go back to texts. Uh, yeah, I do. I want you to go back to texts, too. <laughs> okay. I want to go, I'm going to so I should have isolated that. Yeah. All right, okay. By the way, nobody who's talking about watching the movie The Gambler, uh, first off, that's, that wouldn't even fit in our time frame, I'm pretty sure. It's got to be in the 80s. The Gambler's 1980. I wouldn't have picked that anyways, but yeah. any of it, like people talking about watching this movie and the one that we're currently, I have no business looking at text, but okay. Why are we, <laughs> why are we even, uh, yeah. <laughs> okay. Terrible. So uh, what, what, um, yeah, this is, g- give me some, what? Oh, the movie is called Ode to Billy Joel. Oh, Billy no, no, Joel. no, no. I was going to say, uh, that's fine. That's from, it's from 1976. We Sorry, should get to the name of the movie. It. at some fucking point. Okay. But what, what are some songs that you think would make good movies? <clears throat> When I was 17. Mm-hmm. I mean, a, a lot of songs, I think, could possibly make... I mean, you're going to always stretch the point, right? Of course. I think, like, singer-songwriters are always going to be the better for that kind of thing, right? Uh-huh. So, Fire and Rain, maybe... Ooh, I've seen Fire, I've seen Rain. I've seen Sunny Days, and I thought it would never end, Joe. It seems too lyrical to me. Yeah, but, but there's, there's I, a thought... A, oh, I always thought I would see you again. Right, There it right. is. So, you got some, some woman who uh, got... Uh, it got into the, uh, the 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 tracks of mental the mental health industry yep. and it destroyed her. That's kind of what that always seemed like was happening to me in the song. So okay, you know, or just a simple cowboy alone on the range. That's another song by James Taylor. But I'm saying like you could take any of those singer songwriters and really sort of 
I think you could you. I mean, you're gonna be stretching it, of course, but you could really do yeah, that. Stretch it. That's what I'm trying the, to do. The now. movie, the movie Cats. Fuck, geez. I mean, the TV show Cats. Uh, the fucking oh. oh. the musical Cats. Well, it was a movie too. <laughs> my favorite part of the episode. That so <coughs> uh, the Cats. I mean, what a what a fucking. Oh, it's already lost. You lost it. Yeah, but I mean, you want to talk about like stretching a non-premise into like a piece of entertainment? That's got to be the biggest. But it's the other the way around again. It's a piece time. of literature that becomes a song. Yeah, sure, but it's barely a piece of literature, yeah. and it's barely, and the song has almost nothing to do with that poem, with, with those poems. So. Yeah. Okay. Uh, old was it? Old Possum's book of practical cats, I think. Is it. Okay, so we are talking about 1976's Ode, Ode to, to Billy, Billy Joe. Joe. You know what happened? I was going to say earlier is, <clears throat> I think this happened in the late 60s. People got interested. There was there was whatever. Uh, Folgers Playhouse or whatever it was, Playhouse ninety in the fifties, but that was often, I like that part of the show right there. <laughs> Folgers Mountain Grown, but there was a uh, Playhouse ninety or whatever it was. And it's like 90. yeah, there was a tradition of Days of Wine and Roses, and uh, I think they did the Petrified Forest when Humphrey Bogart was eighty seven or whatever it was. Right, right, right. But I mean, that was something particular. It was like actually trying to be like, let's take things that are a clearly a very good art form, the plays that are working, right. that, that should be revived on, on, in the television. This, in the late 60s, what happened is it was kind of the invention of the made for TV movie. Mm. And a couple of them were good. But to me, it's it's like an, it was like a precursor to like direct to video. Yeah, it fair enough. It kind of had that quality about yeah, it, Yeah, right? fair enough. Yeah. There was the after school special. So like Karen, the high school drinker. You know, like the warning to kids right, type. That right, was different. Right. Those were actually a little more entertaining. Right. But these these were just sort of usually kind of schlock. And that's what I think about this movie. Even before watching it, it was like, I was kind of like, uh, trepidatious. Because it had that, like, made for... T- it, I think it was a made-for-TV movie, first of all. Was it? Yeah. And it was... I, I like your admiration for taking a song into a movie. I kind of dig. I see what you're saying. I think it's an interesting concept. I really... The, the, I like, you know, that... I find that fascinating, but yeah, this movie, God damn it, dude. But I wonder if it had been better. I mean, obviously if you can't tell already, nothing on this movie worked, but I wonder if it would have been better as a theatrical release, a theatrical release, like on stage. With music. <laughs> no, no, seriously. You're talking about like during. No, no, like no. A, I'm sorry. Like, a, like an, uh, in the movie theaters, like an actual like studio movie as, as opposed to made for TV movie. Oh, I don't know. I don't know because this has kind of this has the uh, the sort of the hallmark of poor production out of the seventies. Yeah, look, like the Reavers come immediately to mind. Like it's sixty nine. Yeah, but you love it. Yeah, but still kind of a. I I do love that one. It's not. I love the Reavers. Reavers is a bad movie. I love. Yeah, yeah, but and and I, I, you know, I'll go with you. I think I very often will overdo the so bad it's good, but this is not one of those fucking movies. You were so bad. no, no, it's no, so no. Bad it's bad. no, I just, I didn't know. I honestly mm. had no idea. I figured it was like a middle of the road, 70s movie, yeah. Bobby Benson. Mm-hmm. There was a period of time where he was like the next great white hope. I remember that because he was in like, uh, I was one on one and then tribute and he was being groomed. First of all, but tribute if, bombed. And that was a uh, well. I think there's a reason we stopped hearing about Robbie Benson it after was Ice a while. Castles. I think that was his big one. Was Ice Castles? Uh, whatever. But anyways, but God, he was just a hopelessly mediocre actor. He is the worst. The highly effeminate mouth. I think I think that had an appeal going on at that time period. to me so. even, but, it, but that, that doesn't save him. I mean, I... No, I, no, no, no. Yeah, I mean, uh, I, I think he's gone on to be a director, so I, I don't want to badmouth the guy too much. Maybe he's directed some stuff that's really good. Yeah, like the Muppets know. take, uh, you know, uh, uh, Parlier. 
I don't know. Speaking of references, Fresno, no one gets. The, Fresno, the TV show, he did that one. <laughs> yeah. But wow. but uh, but yeah, it's like I I um, I I remember uh, watching a an ad for a movie he made in I want to say 1981, and I was living only with my father. So you can imagine the the, the mental state oh, I was oh, in. The, the desire to escape in any. And we went to a diner probably yeah. to split a coffee or something. <laughs> as of eleven. And I remember the TV was on and he was in this movie and the trailer had me fucking howling. Really? And it was Robbie Benson was kind of a, a New York ne'er-do-well. And he drives around a car that he has so many tickets that he just doesn't take them off anymore. They just like, they wallpaper the, the windshield. And he, he, has, can't, he can't see where he's driving. And this now. is post BJ and the Bear. He has a, like a pet, like little monkey. What are the little ones? Like howler monkeys, monkeys or I don't know, there's a well, I mean, it's got to be. Yeah. I think it's like a thousand the, of the fucking things. Don't what, round out this podcast so we don't have to talk about this movie by naming all the different monkeys. That you, <laughs> oh, please, <laughs> I beg of you, fill time. Uh, Reese's. Uh, well, anyway, no, Gibbons, got a goobons. Anyway, so I just thought that was hilarious. You know, when you're 11, like that's just my God, the guy's running around with a monkey. Oh, and he's, it's he's, like it's a little human kind of a thing. Yeah, but it makes it funny. I don't. I still haven't seen the movie. I don't think my dad would love. Let me see it because there's too much joy involved or something. But but <laughs> but yeah, Benson just I get what you're saying. Like he I don't had think the, my dad ever forgave me for like, any which way but lose. Oh, there's there's um there's a Donnie. He he comes right after on the heels of Donnie Osmond. They kind of have the same haircut. Yeah, so, same look. So this is the thing. I get it. I get yeah. what they're going for. I just don't think it ever materialized beyond the one movie that I think was, in my opinion, that had some popularity, and that was maybe this one. But but Ice Castles. I've never seen that either. Like, literally, all I really have ever seen with this guy was tribute, which put a little bit of curiosity in it. But you know, you know what it is? It's that mm-hmm. fucking uh, that that thing with like cappuccino or something like that. It's where like what's cappuccino? Uh, well, she was a uh, oh, she was this um, Italian actress or something like that from the '60s. She was in North to Alaska. I think it might have been the only thing she was ever in. <laughs> and it's just like two executives looked over and said, "She's pretty. I can make a star out of her." And I think that there's a sort of mythology around a couple of people that, that did work for back in the '50s and '60s, and they tried that sort of. Th- they, every once in a while, they would try to sort of push somebody down the throats of America. Yeah. And, and Robbie Benson, I think, was one of those people. I just, yeah. it's just terrible. <clears throat> I gotta, you know what? I gotta correct myself. Oh, that would be a first. Because as you were talking, I want I had find something to do, so I I went, jumped on IBMD, and um, but first of all, he's watch in, you jumping. We hilarious. we forgot okay. this because we did this movie. He's in the end. He plays a priest in the end, the Burt Reynolds movie. Okay, that doesn't okay. save him. Okay, Ice Castles, check. That's a big one. Mm-hmm. Tribute, check. We like that one. Guilty oh, pleasure. I love that movie. 1981. This is actually a quality movie. I forgot about this movie. The Chosen, by <laughs> Chum. Paul Czech? Who's the author? The Jewish Kayim author? Potok? Oh, wow. I, was I don't know. Off. No, I was way off. I think Kayim like, is the first name. I I'll have no idea it. about that. I'll that buy it, one. sir. I'll uh, buy it. But um, I remember the movie. I didn't read the book, but it, very good. He he wears good pass. That Robbie Benson wears good pass. Good pass? Pass. The, 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 pass. The, the Steinburns. The Curly Steinburns. Pass. I'm just gonna keep shouting. Is that what that is? <laughs> I, I would, oh, I'm sorry. I didn't know. I did. That's what that was called. Wow, I really knew something odd. Kind of <laughs> I don't know. Anything else That's about. my thing, typically. Piss. Yeah. Wow. Okay. So um, anyway, so the movie is 1976. Ode to Of course, it's it's. Um, what is this movie about? Well, that's interesting. You know, I read. <laughs> it's the, about I read, five different things. I went to. Uh, 
I still trust Ebert. I mean, Pauline Kael is probably the greatest essayist, movie essayist, but I still trust yeah, the old 60s, 70s, and so 80s. Overblown. She, she's so overblown, and she also sort of, I think she really bought into her own press releases after a while. I don't know that. Really? I don't know that Ebert ever did that. I, I like, love the Pauline Kael. Well, I do too, but that's I'm a snarky cunt. I was know? watching some, because I'm a real nerd, I was about a month ago, I was watching on YouTube a bunch of old, from the 70s and 80s, uh, uh, Gene Siskel and Roger Ebert stuff. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Not the fighting stuff, because that's good, too. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But, but um, I got to say, Ebert always gets all the credit, and he was a better writer, for yeah. sure. But, you know, Siskel actually reviewed movies thumbs up and thumbs down. There was a period where Ebert was just thumbs up on everything. Oh, really? I want to say that Ebert actually gave a thumbs up to John Ritter's America-thon. Do you remember that movie from the late 70s? No. One of the first things they ever saw on HBO. No. Here's the premise. John Ritter's the president. Okay. There's more. All right. Uh, America's in a debt crisis, so we throw a telethon to raise the national... <laughs> oh, fuck. That's an awful movie. No, no, no. That actually rings a bell with me. It's one of the I'm... first things I remember showing up on HBO when your dad oh, had it. Okay, all right. Maybe, I might maybe have seen it. Oh, okay. Right. Okay. Anyway, so I guess we still have to talk That's about this movie. That's a great fucking notion, man. All right, so the, the song is always been a mystery, right? It's yeah. the idea, like, why did this guy jump off today? Oh, Billy Joe McAllister jumped off the Tallahassee Bridge. Yep, that's it. Good that's, song. That's the movie. That's a, yeah, it's a fine song. Great it's okay. song. Country song, which means, you know, it's... Uh, Story-based, I like that. Love the story-based country song. Right. But yeah. again, so now we have to fill in the blanks on why this motherfucker threw himself off a bridge. Are we still talking about the movie? I think so. All right. And then and not throw ourselves off the bridge to follow him into the well, abyss of wait, sweet now, release. Hold on. And I don't mind ruining this movie because I don't recommend anyone see it. <laughs> um, you are clear. Do you have clarity as to why he jumped off? Yeah. Okay, good. I'm just making sure. I wasn't The way you framed that, I wasn't sure. <laughs> <laughs> Tom's opening his pants and showing me his wiener. Fine, Tom. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And yet you won't jump. <laughs> I certainly won't now. Wow. Hey! Uh, <laughs> waka waka. But, boy, did they fucking kill themselves to not say it outright. Yeah, well, uh, 1976, made-for-TV movie. What are you going to do? You know, maybe, you know, maybe the first movie to deal with how difficult it is to be a, to be a, a homosexual gay man. man. Yeah. Yeah. In the South. Oh, well, that's true. It is the South. It's the 50s. The movie's made in the 70s. So the, it takes place in the 50s. That's, yeah, that's a funny thing, too, is when they make movies in the 70s and couldn't quite translate the 50s onto it. It's... You, you know what Ebert said? Ebert gave it two and a half stars, which I thought was generous wow. out, out of four. But he he said he gave it one thing like Credo and that uh, uh, Credence, and that was there, it didn't go too far into like the Yallville. And I thought, oh, that's true. It yeah. made them human beings. Right. Totally uninteresting human beings, which I guess is That's the most part human. Of it. Fuck. They are. There was really... nothing. I was trying to think. Like I really, I, I was really trying to think what worked in this movie because most movies, even if they're terrible, yeah, something's working. I got at something. Some level. Please. Well, okay. Well, because I, I the most interesting thing should be that Robbie Benson, a gay southern <coughs> teenager or a southern teenager who's committed quote unquote a gay unnatural act. This is what he says. Yeah. I think in the movie. Mm-hmm. Kills himself. That should be the most. He should be the most interesting character. Second should be the, the. I guess you'd say teenage beard, his his quote unquote girlfriend. Oh my god, she is annoying. Super annoying. But the most interesting person to me is her father, yeah. because he he has a, t- a temper and gets in fights with other teenagers, right. including a, a a boss standoff on a bridge. How the fuck that that is one of the most upsetting things about this goddamn movie as Go far as I'm concerned. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, it's a great little standoff on the bridge, right? Mm-hmm. And it goes 
Nowhere. Literally nowhere. No, he just drives to church the next day with the, with the busted Fuck, car. Those guys do show up later. Yeah. Those are the guys who challenged him. But in no context, what's uh, it's just terrible. You know what it made me think of? Do you remember in uh, the heat of the night? Yeah. Bautier and Stija, as our, as our friend Stija. likes to say. Our friends like to say. Boy, I'm really upset by this movie. The, that movie is so great. It's, it's actually the... That's a, yeah, go on. Okay. That movie is so great. And you overlook some of the great little action sequences. When those three racist hillbillies are chasing Potier mm-hmm. and they chase him into a factory... And he has to fight them off with a chain. And it's like, I, I mean, I grant you that has a sort of racist sort of center point where this movie doesn't. But still, when I, I want Southern hillbilly craziness, I want it to go somewhere. Yes. And this goes nowhere. And this is, yeah, and this is like righteous, crazy, uh, like hillbilly violent thing. Yeah. For no reason whatsoever, except it's the middle of the afternoon. They're driving a truck and they're hammered. Like, that's it. That's, that's what's it. going on. I've been there. Come on. Oh, who hasn't? Who I'm hasn't hell? been there with you? Specifically? That's when I would go to the opera. Yeah. <laughs> Jesus Christ. <laughs> <laughs> opera in Fresno. Fresno Opera. Oh, dude, there was I'm going co- every time. Oh, let's go back. Um, there was actually this, there's actually this company in SF and yeah. they do, uh, Kind of amateur productions, uh, but like really good singing yeah. of operas, but they translate them into English. So I've seen yeah. I've seen them twice. I've seen I've seen oh, was it uh, Marriage of Figaro both times. Yeah, it was really good. You know the problem, anything to get away from this movie. Uh, the problem with English operas, to speak more about Ode to Billy Joe, is that <laughs> when I see the translation and in Italian they're saying for the fourth time in a row, but I am sad. Oh, like uh, I, it's like I can take it, but if it, they said it four times in a row in English, it, ooh. right? It helps that I really love this opera. So It'll make it jump off a bridge. Ah oh, man, what, what, and, and somehow As the, producer, the sky will be eye-wateringly bad to behold. Oh, even the cinematography, like cinematography, yeah. is bad. The writing is cinematography genuinely... is bad. Let's let's not brush over that. It's poorly executed. The <sighs> editing's bad. Yeah. Sorry, go ahead. The writing. No, the writing. Oh, yeah. that's so bad. It's like just really bad. I, yeah, I, this I is can't, a side of you I like, Tom. I really have, I swear to God, like, what is good in this movie? Like, the acting nothing. is almost... There is nothing good about Universally this terrible. It's terrible. Oh, that poor girl. The, 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 I, th- I feel like she had talent. But, yeah. And maybe that, you know, like, and it was just wasted in this goddamn movie. It's so many, it's so poorly written. I think that's the thing. It's so poorly written. It's just so many, like, there are literally, like, five or six plot angles that go fucking nowhere in this thing and yeah. then this really obscure point you're like oh i you almost don't get the fact that he's like had a homosexual experience yeah and then the next thing you know he's just off the side of a bridge and she's gotten wiser i mean because that's a good plot <sighs> point by the way a movie about a, a, a boy in the south in the 50s right. who has who has a gay experience whether he's gay or not is is the, well, the fact that it's not clear is is pretty unique and cool that's that's grist for a great story man but it's yeah. like boo and, but but I guess the time and place. I think they were trying to be edgy on that one. I guess, and then they pulled back at the wrong fucking time on that. Like you needed to really commit to that. If this if this were one of our first episodes, I'm we'd be we'd like, stop. We'd never do another one of these. There's that too. But also, <laughs> we'd be big on the like, you know, who should have jumped off the. But I don't even have the energy to make jokes about how bad this movie is. No, it's just bad. Now you name a song that you think would make a good movie. Um. Well, you really put me on the spot, but I'm going to say, I'm going to say Dazed and Confused, but not the movie they made out of it, a different one. One based on Jimmy Page's use of the bow. 
with hold on with Roddy McDowell as the bow. Okay. All well, right. Great character. <laughs> played, so glad I asked that question at the end there, John. Well played, sir. Well, man, his range. Holy shit. Like literal musical range. Oh, well, he's falling apart. All right. <coughs> um, I think we. Oh, my God. We got 31 minutes out of. <laughs> insane i just uh, we didn't even talk about the I, movie I, I, this is a one this is a I, I don't even want to give it the one i'm so upset that this movie took that much of my time it's it's in the top five of movies they regret us doing i'll tell you i'll give you some other ones i didn't make a formal list one that i suggested Shocked, is child bride do you remember that nightmare no. That's the one that Mystery 2000 actually they started crying, <laughs> crying during the they wouldn't do it anymore. <laughs> There's uh, the Learning Tree was another one, and oh, then the, what was the name of that one with Michael Caine in the South? I love that one. Oh, Sundown, Hurry Sundown. Uh, love that uh, one, Jane. Not a great movie. But Jane Fonda goes down on the clarinet. Yeah, okay, no, right, right. That, oh, no regret okay. there. <laughs> um, and the films of Sonny Chiba. These are the uh, oh, just cheese. back backbreakers. This one finally broke my back. All right, Snap. Tommy. What do you hear? That was a wet noodle going. Chad, Joseph. Yes, sir. I could have, have a good night. Thanks, man. Great episode. Oh, buddy. oh, oh dude, you're all right. Bye, buddy. Bye. <laughs>